Hey everybody, welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome to episode number 26, Vente Seis. That's right, number 26, Vente Seis. How was your Thanksgiving? Was it alright? Did you enjoy eating a bunch of dry turkey meat? A bunch of dry bird? <laughs> I don't see what people really find the fascination with that stuff is i don't know we we, we had a good one there's me and liz and the kid we hung out watched some football not so most of the football wasn't that great but you know to each their own but i just i don't know i don't understand the um people are like yeah i'm gonna eat lots of turkey and good old guns yeah whatever well i hope yours was good I hope it was a good time. So, episode 26, Vente Seis, today. We are back here in the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studio, L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D, Space Mill Arts and Crafts Studio. You can also check around on Etsy, Lizard Mill Arts and Craft Boutique. That's right. So, uh, another guest on the show today, this evening, whatever you want to call it. It's a very good friend of mine. One of the first people that ever befriended me uh, when I first moved here to the Richmond area in Virginia. Uh, a very good friend of mine, Jeremy Forsyth, a.k.a. Worm. Jeremy Worm Forsyth. <laughs> I'm not sure which one sounds better. This guy's a good dude. Uh, like I said, he's one of the first people that ever became friends with me. Uh, he's a, you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff. Talk about the fact that, uh, you know, he, he's a great musician. He's a, he's a very good drummer. Um, we talk about everything from, oh, geez. We talk about everything from how we first met, his childhood growing up. Talk about his knowing the late Corey Smoot from the band Guar, knowing him in high school and seeing him kind of grow up. Some of his experiences in the local RVA, Richmond, Virginia, music scene. We talk about some other stuff, me being a dumbass at work when we worked at restaurants together. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was a fun conversation. It was a fun time. It was one of those things where it's like, you know, I sit there and I I talk about my in my trailer for my show and and it's one of the things that I'm going to tell you now again reiterate. I, I'm not going to just give you comics. I'm not going to just give you, you know. I want to give you characters and people that are just fun to to hang out and listen and talk to. And so the the, the audio does get a little wonky, um, especially in the beginning a little bit. But you know I don't have a million dollars, so you know that's the way it is, folks. But it's 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 a good listen. It was a fun interview. I had a really good time. So make sure that you uh, yeah make sure you have a good time. So all right, I guess that's about it. All right, so enjoy my conversation here on episode number twenty six of the Johnny Podcast with me, your host John D. Miller. My interview with none other than Mister 
Jeremy Worm Forsyth. All right, enjoy. There he is. What's up? Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Episode number 26. Vente Seis. I always like to give the uh, the old Espanoli count on the number of the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome to the show one of my very good friends, a guy I've known for a very long time. Well, like 14 years? Something like that? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, before my kid was born and he's almost 16. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Jeremy Worm Forsythe is on the show today. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studios. I've given my wife exclusive gaming rights to the studio. (laughs) There you go. But I always tell her if somebody calls us tomorrow, it's going to be the Little Debbie Arts and Crafts Studios. Yeah. (laughs) It's always going to be Arts and Crafts, but it's, you know. Always. The product might change. It's subject to change. Yeah. So how you been, bud? I've been on the Trying to get used to this, you know, cooking for over 30 years, being as old as I am. And then all of a sudden, like, who decides to start working construction, you know? Right, right. So let's let's go. Let's go from here. Um, So go ahead. Tell my listeners where you're from, what you do. Give, Give my listeners a little backstory on you, buddy. All right. Well, like John said, Forsyth. Um, I am originally from Ruston, Virginia, up in Northern Virginia, but I moved here in 1978. So pretty much been here my whole life. I did move to Ohio for a while to play some music stuff. And, um, you know, came back. I, I enjoyed playing drums. Um, uh, I was a cook for a while. Um, now I don't, but I still think. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just I enjoy fishing. Um, just kind of just hanging out. Um, got a 16-year-old son, or soon to be 16. God, I can't believe so, that. No, I can't either. So yeah. he, his his voice is deeper than mine, dude. Freaks me out. Is it? Which yeah. is yes. Yeah. So all right. So real quick, and we'll get to that in a sec. So, um, but you grew up. You were adopted. I was adopted. Yep. Got oh, adopted. Yeah. Two months old. Um, I was born in Houston, Texas. So, and that's where I was adopted from. Um. At the age of two months. Okay. So, um, what was that like growing up? Um, you know, it, it's 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 kind of funny because you know, even my mother told me when she was still alive, she said you never even bothered to ask why I was one color and they were another. 
<laughs> I never asked. Right. I didn't, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I didn't care. Right. You know? So, um, I mean, as far as the family goes, it was, it was pretty easy, you know? Right. Oh, well, I know of course, it was pretty diverse. People, huh? I said, I know it was pretty diverse. I know as far as that goes. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, other people kind of made it seem, I don't know, maybe not weird, but, you know, I, I never asked. I never asked my, my parents, you know, why was I this color and why were they another? I could just. Right. Just, never for to my, right, just for the record to my listeners, Worm's Black. And. Uh, <laughs> 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 but. um. Yeah, so you were talking about the the voice, the deep voice, because you do have a very deep voice, which is funny because you sound like you're six four two thirty, but uh, no, you're 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 five kind of... four. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I I say in my trailer for my show, I always tell people, you know, I'm not going to have just comics on here. I'm not going to have. You know, I want to have people on here that are characters, people that I've met over the years that have done interesting things and stuff like that. Um, but I was going to tell the story of uh, how you and I first met. So I moved to the Richmond, back to the Richmond area uh, back in 05. And sometime around the end of 05, somewhere in that range, I was sitting there and I went to a bar, a little local bar, and... Uh, there was nowhere else to sit. We were talking about this the other night. And there's nowhere else yeah. to sit. And I was like, well, this guy seems nice, I guess. I don't know. So I went, <laughs> so I, went I was like, hey, man, you mind if I sit in the booth here? And you were like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. And I was like, uh, what? I was like, what's your name, man? And you were like, Worm. And it was very loud in the in the bar. And I remember I was like, what? <laughs> you were like, worm. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, worm. I'm like, okay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> I think you were trying to get over the initial shock of nobody's name is worm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was probably what it was. It was more kind of like a, like a, okay. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but I've known you for a very long time. We've worked together different jobs. Uh you slept on my couch at one point. <laughs> uh, three months. Yeah, it was supposed to be like what, two and a half weeks and it ended up being three months. Oh, it, it always seems to go that way with me. <laughs> yeah. Well I think it goes that way with anyone, though really. You're like, all right, I don't want to overstay my welcome. I'm still here. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, which we were talking about the voice. So to my listeners, I just want to tell them a quick story. So, uh, Worm and I are a big fan of the Looney Tunes. Uh, and so we would hang out late night and be smoking a little dabblies, you know, whatever. Having some, uh, what did we used to call them? It was a beer with the Twizzlers. Bizzlers. Yeah, Bizzlers. Yeah. Bizzlers. Bizzlers. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be having some bizzlers. And uh, <laughs> so, 
to hear Warren's voice is one thing, but then when you're sitting there and he stands up off the couch wearing a pair of boxers and a tank top, <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, well, I guess I'm gonna go sleep now. <laughs> it is truly something to behold. <laughs> you just, just kind of looked right at me and was like, "Well, um, okay." <laughs> All right, I guess I'm going to bed then. So uh... <laughs> it's time. I guess it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, it was that funny. was funny. That was funny. Uh, but those yeah, Lindsay so, they were awesome. Yeah. So, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, so, where did where did you go to high school? I went to Clover Hill High School. The Hill uh, high school. The, yep, the original. Which, the original one, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which uh, is where, and this is where some of my listeners will be interested, um, because you, that is where you met. The late Corey Smoot of Guar. Right. Uh, Tell my listeners a little bit of how that went. Well, um, by the way, you can say fuck all you want if you don't worry about it. Oh, okay. So it was (laughs) Friday night. uh, Went up to a Clover Hill football game just to, I don't know if it was go to hang out or go to harass people. I don't know. But, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, this dude walked out to me, long hair, and and uh, pretty much I don't even know how he found out that I was trying to find a guitar player, right. and I didn't even know him, but he walked right up to me and was mm-hmm. like, I heard you're looking for a guitar player. And I said, well, yeah. And he was like, well, you know, pretty much your your search is over, pretty much. And, yeah, and I was like, well, okay. So we decided to get together and um, do some shit. And, uh, and uh, so basically what we were doing was just going out to my buddy's house, just go get his equipment there and, you know, get him all set up. And then we were going to practice the next day. Right. So we got him all set up and, you know, first time I ever jammed with this dude and we played for like two, two and a half hours. You know, oh, wow. all we were supposed to do is just set up. And I knew right then and there, like you said, my search was over. Yeah. You know, what was, was what was he like? years old. 14. Wow. Yeah. And you were 18. You were 18. Mm-hmm. Um, what was he like back then? Because obviously people who know Guar yeah. know what what they entailed and what they did. Um, what was he like back then, though? Uh, back then, he was, you know, the cool thing about Corey was that he never changed throughout his whole life. The whole time I knew him, he was always the same. You could always count on him being the same, caring, respectful, um, do anything for you. Um, 
you know, things like that. And it, it was just, he was just a, he was just a good, good soul. Just a good dude. Like, you know, we went from friends to family in no time. Gotcha. And that yeah. was with his whole family. Mm -hmm. I was close with his mom, his dad, both his sisters. So, right. you know. Well, I, I mean, I, I could see that with you, though, because you and I, I mean, you and I, you know, not right away. <laughs> right. Because I feel like that, that first night in the bar, we were just, you were like, who's this dude? And then a couple nights later, I think I was working. You were talking about you always tell the story of how I, then I carded you. Yeah, because uh, you know you, you look like you do there, buddy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was like carding me. But the, we we just a, a week ago we were sitting beside each other drinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. mean, you had so to, bad. You know, lose your job. But uh, yeah. But then you uh, but then you came back, and then I think it was like a couple of nights later i was like hey man sorry dude i just they told me to like check everybody and you were like it's cool man it's cool and then you know, when i sat down and we we drank some shots and you know some beers and stuff and it was just you know history ever since so point being though is i can see where you and Corey and other people like that i mean you've always been one of these people that are very easy to get along with you you have a lot of friends you make a lot of friends um and that's a testament to your character, my friend. But uh, appreciate that. Thanks. So what? Yeah, man. So, but what? What was? So all right. So obviously, Corey Smoot, when he first started out, was not with Guar. No. Um, no. Um, how did that happen? Do you do you have well, a story? Do you know? Um, so the really cool thing about Corey and actually being in Guar. Uh, is when I met him when he was 14, Guar was his favorite band. So it's kind of like movie Rockstar, where yeah, grew up listening to this stuff, you know, knew all the guitars to this stuff. You know, it's funny, um, when he finally got in there, he had auditioned for Guar like three or four years prior and, and didn't make it. He might, I think he auditioned maybe twice before he actually got in, you know, but he knew, I mean, he was a spot on guitars. He knew every, oh, yeah. every single note of every single Guar song. And not to mention the two albums he was a part of, of Guar. Um, he pretty much wrote, taught the rest of the band and uh, they were the best two albums. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know at least one of them that he was on. I'm like, that's that's a pretty good album. Like, that's a. What did you think when you were like, "Wow, I I knew you win," and then you see Corey Smoot, because like you know, like it's like certain comics and stuff like that that I know and stuff like that, and no, they're not dressing up like uh, crazy monsters or something and squirting fake blood, but. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, like, what did you think when you first, well, when you first found out Corey Smith was in Guar, and then what did you think when you first saw him, what um, he was doing? Oh, uh, well, you know, when he first got in there, I was, I was so happy for him, you know. Um, 
And and that's the thing. He always stayed humble. He never got an ego. You know, he would come he would come down to the local bar when when I was playing there and just to come to watch mm-hmm. us. You know what yeah. I mean? So he would Yeah, always, no, I, I, I know what I'd be working at the bar. I mean, I I never really got to talk to him much or whatever, but yeah, he would literally come in. He was very nice. He there was actually one time where I carded him at the bar and the somebody who we both know, but they don't deserve to get mentioned on the podcast. But they they were like, Do you know who that is? I was like, No. And they're like, This is Corey Smoot from Guar. I'm like, Okay, I know Guar. I don't know who Corey Smoot is. And they're like, Yeah. And then but the the next time the guy came back, that Corey came back, he literally had his ID out and was like, Here, I was like, No, you're good, dude. No worries. Right. <laughs> like he, he was like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know. Yeah, uh, we, um I don't know, like before he passed, um we were we were talking about how <laughs> how we were gonna write a one hit wonder and cash out. You know? <laughs> and, that, and, right. and that's even when Corey was in Guar, every time he'd come home and he'd want to jam, he would always call me to come play drums. Always. Nice. Nice. And well, you're a hell of a little drummer, so Thank you. Um, what uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. But um, what? So like when I actually found out about him passing, um, I I mean several people were just like, "Wow, this is crazy." What was your take on it as far as uh, as far as his passing goes? Um, I do. I I'm still devastated, and. You know, it's been nine years, and I'm still right. like, like music doesn't even sound the same to me anymore. It's it's, it's almost sometimes like I don't even really enjoy. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just hard to. You know, sometimes it's just hard to 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 listen to. You know what I mean? Because it's like. Every little thing I hear something, I'm like, I've heard him do that before, or you know, think about shows we played and you know, stuff like that. And it's just, you know, I and I found out from a mutual friend of ours. I didn't know. And I got this call from this mutual friend that both you and I know. And right. they were like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And uh, they were like, about Corey. And I was like, what? And they were like, you didn't know? And I was like, Mm -hmm. no. Like, what are you talking about? And, you know, they told me and I just, I mean, I I might even drop to my knees. I'm not even really sure. Right. I've I've had phone calls like that and it's, yeah yeah it was like you know i've gotten calls that people have said yeah you know so-and-so has died and i've literally run out the back of the building you know walked down by the dumpster like no 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 like you know just not even just in disbelief and 
I'm sure that for you, that was probably a really, huh, that, that had to be a moment, man. That yeah. had to be a real moment. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was just like, you know, I couldn't believe it. I like, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. Now, let me ask you. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this. And you don't have to answer, but I mean, because some of the stuff, and I'm not disparaging his name, but, you know, there was rumors of drug use and stuff like that. Um, was that was that really a thing with him? Because I've heard I've heard conflicting reports. So I'm not I'm not asking you one way definitively or not to answer it. But do you think it was a possibility? I mean, I think anything is a possibility. You know, unfortunately, it's kind of like band and and drugs go hand in hand for some odd reason. It, yeah, well, I know a lot of <laughs> a lot of comedy people. I mean, same thing. I mean, Mitch Hedberg, uh, Greg Giraldo, people like that. You know, they've had drug issues and they were that have literally taken them taken them down and um but yeah i mean i know i know what they i mean every comedian wants to be a rock star so uh, i think every rock star wants to be a comedian (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that man because uh, it's like it's like this old joke i saw one time when this comedian was talking about how when you're a rock star a woman will come up to you after your show and be like, Oh my God, that song that you sang was so insightful. And I just could feel your pain. I want to help you with your pain. And then if you're a comedian, a woman comes up to you after the show and she's like, you were very funny. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, all righty. All right. Well, what's that? Uh, what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. I don't, I, I don't know, but I, I kind of almost feel like, you know, being a comedian is would be harder getting up on stage in front of people because you know when you're in a band, you're like you go up on stage like a gang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's like right, four right. or five of you guys, so you know it's like. You know, one person out, out in the uh, audience talks shit about somebody in the band. Well, you got three or four other motherfuckers with you that, that are right. going to handle it. <laughs> you know, but when yeah, you're a comedian do. by yourself on stage, you know, it's just, it's like pretty much you against the crowd. You know? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like you're almost naked. Yeah. It's almost, and, and for yeah, it's even, you know, um, when I first started playing and the whole deal with stage fright and everything like that, well, all I did was set my drums up high and my cymbals up high. You know, I'm so short that nobody could see me back there. <laughs> right. <You> know, but <laughs> once I got used to it and once I loved it and I was like, I loved it, then I was just like, let's see how far I could play. I think I started going out there with them little Toys R Us drum sets. Make sure everybody can see. <laughs> <laughs> you better look at me now. Yeah. Like, and it's just, you know, but I don't know if, if, 
I guess eventually, I guess if I was ever a comedian, that I guess I would get kind of used to. But, it, you know, it's, it's just so much easier when you go up there with a group of guys and you got your roadies and you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. No, I, I know. And it, I remember one time I was um, I was doing a gig in the D.C. area and there was a guy I knew who was in a pretty popular local band and he came to the show and he was just like man i could never do that i'm like you're the front man for a you know <laughs> like he didn't even play guitar enough and he just sang and but he was like i i could never do that and i was like what do you mean he's like because you're you're talking like i'm singing like it's different like you know like you're you're having to like you know semi eloquently say things in a manner and it was just, it was one of the coolest compliments I ever got from the guy because he was in a pretty, pretty popular DC area band. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what we yeah. do. You know, my hat goes off to you, man. Cause like I say, I get to go hit a stage with three or four other dudes. You hit a stage by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but I've been out of the game for a few years now, and that's you know I've talked about it in other episodes, and it's just, it's just. Uh, long story short, is not to rehash it, but it's just I just, I don't know, I kind of got out of it. But so let's so let's talk about that. So I was talking about well, local DC area bands, but local Richmond area bands. Um, what's some of the bands that you were in? Uh, I was in. So the first band I was in was with Corey Smoot, and that was Misguided. Then right. yeah, I yeah, don't mention the last band that you were in because I don't want to talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> and then and then I was in another band called uh called no. Dara. And that band did a lot right. of, that band did a lot of stuff. We did a lot of stuff. But what did you uh, what did you do with them? Uh well we played um two thousand and five Chili Cookoff, um opened up for Seether. And Chevelle, I've opened up for um, Hinder. Um, let me see who else. Uh, the Firehouse. <laughs> woo. Yeah, woo. Uh, ironically, Guar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. right. Uh, let me see. Uh what, what what was who was your favorite band that you ever opened for when you were in the when you were because like all right see like you had misguided you had caldera um you had some other bands that you played in mm -hmm. here and there but who who was your who was your favorite band that you ever got to open for my favorite band i ever got to open for yeah uh, well it don't take too long <laughs> it was it was either Quiet Riot in Ohio, nice. or um, Caesar. Now was now what? What kind of shape was Quiet Riot in at that point? Because obviously they were out when we were kids, right? So they they were they was they were still getting it done. Yeah, they were yeah. still they weren't looking haggard. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess that. Uh, <laughs> so I think that was like right before the um. Singer for Quiet Riot had passed away. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. So, um, 
But I, I guess uh, I would say Seether was the nicest. They were absolutely even, yeah. even when we played. You were telling you were telling me about them the other night. Why don't you tell that story real quick? Because okay, like so so at the 2005 Chili Cookoff, uh, we were just the band that had won the contest and everything, and um. So we we're all pumped up. We're excited. We're like, yeah, this is it. Rock stars now, baby. And uh <laughs> and I'm thinking of <laughs> all kinds of stuff. So they take us into our green room and uh right. you know, look over there and uh you know, they they hooked us up with like um Couple bags of Doritos. <laughs> were they were they cool, Rand? I think one bag was cool, one was regular. And um, Capri Suns. Way to mix it up, people. <laughs> like a like a box of Capri Suns. And, well, those are good chances. Yeah, but not when you have nothing to chase with. And uh, and then uh, <laughs> something else, like maybe like a box of donuts. Or something, and um, see, they just wanted to meet who the contest winners were, and they came into our green room, and they looked over at our table of Doritos and shit, and they were like, "This is all they gave you," and we were like, "Yeah, and, yeah, we won this in a contest, yeah, Doritos, and <laughs> you know, they were like." Man, fuck this shit. Like, hold on. We'll be right back. So they came back and they had brought us a deli tray, a fruit tray, a 12 pack of Heineken, 12 pack of Corona, and like a bottle of Jack Daniels. And was like, yeah, they were like, this is bullshit. They shouldn't treat y'all like this. They were like, here, we got too much. Take. Take half our stuff. So, well, I mean, that's the thing when you're the talent. I mean, it's just one of the things I always appreciated, you know, when I was a comic is that when you would go and you'd work like a good club, right? Uh, like a funny bone or, uh, you know, some of the, some of the comedy zones that I worked and stuff like that. Those are great because they took care of you. But when you worked, when I got to work with some comics that were great, like I remember one time, I was working with, um, uh, well, there's one, Michael Loftus. He's the, one of the creators of uh, world's world's dumbest. Um, and he sat there and was like, you know, basically as a, you know, opening feature, middle act, whatever, you don't get carte blanche. Some places you do, but, uh, Loftus did. And so the server came into the green room and was like, can I get you anything? And he was like, yeah, let me get, um, he's like, who's hungry? And we're all like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's get some potato skins, some chicken tenders, some crab dip. Let's get, you know, get these guys all around the drinks. Cause we'd already hit our uh, drink limit right. for the night. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's just, it's, it's the respect of talent that, I think goes through anything, whether it be music, 
whether it be you know anything creative, it's just you know, and it's anytime I hear a story like oh you're talking about like with Seether or oh man, what was I reading the other day? It was this guy talking about how um, David Bowie one time he was I forgot the name of the musician, but he was um, he was opening for David Bowie, and he was in like St. Louis or something like that, and David Bowie. Like he showed up and he was just hanging out and he was pretty much unknown at the time. God damn it. What was it? Anyways, David Bowie was just like, you know, we'll send him some champagne and some, like send him a bunch of stuff. He was like, holy shit, this is, this is awesome. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's cool. And like the whole time we were playing uh, our set, you could look over to the right hand side and see Everybody in Seether watching us, clapping, cheering, like, they, yeah, they were like, really, really, they were cool, man. They were cool. Really cool. Nice. And then what was the other band you were talking about? Oh, uh, Land yes. of God. Well, yeah, we got invited yeah. to uh, their show. We didn't, we did not play, but um, I think... When I was in Caldera, um, some of the members had just come into the bar that we were playing at and uh, was, I guess, impressed with the music that we played and and uh, was like, invite us, invite us out to a show. And nice. that was that was really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and of course, with my buddy Corey, you know, every time Guar played, he he'd always ask me, "Do you want to go?" I mean, I was never a fan of Guar until Corey got in it, you know. And um, right, yeah, I I remember I remember seeing them. I was out of high school, but I was not twenty one, so whatever. I think it was at the yeah. flood zone, the old flood zone uh, in downtown Richmond. And um, I remember going to see them, and I just remember my friends were like, "Come on, we're gonna see Guar." And I'm like, "I'd heard of them, and I, you know, whatever." And I remember just watching them, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> like, it's, like I like the music, right? You know what I mean, right? Like overall, they're all talented musicians, but I was like, "Is that guy really shooting jizz out of a?" Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <I> mean... <laughs> You know what I mean, man? It's 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 quite a scene. It was, you know, but you know, I I've seen them once or twice before Corey got in there, and you know would be up front. But then when Corey would invite me to to show, you know, backstage passes, I got to stand on the side of the stage and watch the show, and you know didn't have to get all up in the crowd and get shit all over me and uh right and, right yeah i remember going to see them one time that one time and it, i had a like my, my shirt was it was a santa cruz skateboard t-shirt and i came out of the show yeah. and it was like tie-dyed like it was <laughs> well hey we have a special guest in the studio now Hello. it's my awesome wife Liz. what's happening i bring a special gift she brought me oh a see See, that's how that's how you get busy. Mm-hmm. I know. 
That's why I married this woman. Wise choice, young man. <laughs> I know. Hell yeah. I know. We're just hanging out, having a little conversation. That's it. So, um, I wanted to do a shot, is what it was. So I had to. Oh, you know. It's only. <laughs> it's only. It's only logical. It's only fair. Oh shit! All right. So, uh, all right. So we get fine. We too. Um. All right. So Lamb of God, Coldera. So we did that. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about because one of the things that I like, like I said on a, I talk about my trailer and talk on the show. I don't, you know, I just don't always. I just I like to have characters, funny people. That uh, that I've known over the years, and um, one of the best, some of the best experiences I ever had with you was working on a line in a kitchen in oh, a yes. restaurant. Oh yeah, <laughs> because we would just holler dumb shit back yeah. and forth on one end of the to the other. Yeah, and, and you know it it made yeah. time fly by. You know? Yeah. Well, I remember when we were working at uh, that one spot, which I'm not gonna give them free advertising. But they, uh, you worked saute, and I worked the grill, and we were right next to each other yeah. all the time. And we just, man, we flew on that shit, and we would, you know, and then we'd go out, we'd smoke a bowl, we'd come back, <laughs> in, and we would just keep flying. <laughs> like, yeah, keep like, going. Woo! Um, yeah, it was good. No, we um. So we were talking about this the other night. There was, and it's one of my running jokes that I've always said. And uh, so, the owner of this one place we were working at. <laughs> Do you want to tell the story? You don't want me. Why don't you tell the story? Okay. The so, what was it? They were looking at the fryer, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and so that that manager. Because what's wrong with the fryer? And you out of nowhere was just like, I think it must be the flux capacitator. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he goes, Does this have one of these? <laughs> and that, uh, that has been that was pretty that funny. has been I don't know that. I think I hadn't laughed so hard in my life. It's that blue knife. It's the flux capacitor. <laughs> no, it was yeah, flux capacitor. Yeah, like from Back to the Future. In case people out there listening don't want to understand what we're talking about, in reference. You know, I got I got some listeners that are young, and they might be like, "The fuck's a flux capacitor." So it's the flux capacitor, in case anybody doesn't know. It's the thing that's in the car in Back to the Future that makes it actually, like, you know, 88 miles per hour. And then it goes, you know, and the shoes stop. And it was the man. It was the owner. Yeah, he's the owner. And he's just sitting there. He's like, like, what's wrong with the front? I'm like, I I just walked past. Like, I felt like that guy out of Airplane. The movie Airplane, where he just the the dude, he just walks by uh-huh. and says something every once in a while, and I I just walked by and I was like, hey, I think it's a flux capacitor. And he's like, what? The funny thing was, you just kind of <laughs> said it, and but you didn't even stop walking. You just said it, and just went up. 
Like, wait for a response. Yeah. You just said what you had to say, and then you just kept on going. <laughs> that was me, man. I think that's why uh, people didn't like me when they worked with me. I don't know. And I mean, some people did. You and I did. Our other buddy did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was that was, funny. That was, that was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the other thing? So, so where am I? So, all right. So, uh, you were a still big am. man when we were when you were. I know, I know that nothing changes. You know, show me the jelly beans. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's an inside joke for listeners out there. That's an inside joke between me and Warren, but. So, yeah, you always had this big bag of candy. And I swear I'd be like sitting there like and I'd be dragging ass on a shift because one, I was probably hung over too, you know, and you sweating your balls off and just, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember one time you sat there and you were like, hey, uh, you need a shot? And I was like, what? And I turned and looked and you had a <laughs> box of nerds. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, I, it does. That's tell you, candy. I mean, it, I guess it, it's kicking my ass now, but I mean, I, yeah. It, you know, and I just got the, I just got the taste for all the bad shit Skittles, gummy bears, and, you know, not really chocolate, dude, but you give me all the other stuff that'll just straight rot your face. And um, that's me. That is me. Yeah. That All great. about that. Love that. So, uh, so what have you been up to? Uh, I mean, obviously, lately, I know we're talking about restaurants and stuff like that. But what? But what? What are your thoughts? Because, like I said, I mean, you're you're <laughs> a character there, buddy. So that's why you're on the show. What? What did you think? Uh, and I've asked people this, and I actually. Um, at one point I had like my listenership was pretty decent. Not like, you know, some of these other guys out there. And I was talking about this on my last episode with a friend of mine, you know, my listenership went up pretty high, but then um, I did some political stuff and then it <laughs> dropped <laughs> pretty good. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts? Just what's your thoughts, dude? Like what's your thoughts on what's going on in the world right now? With election um... stuff like that. You know, I, I kind of, I mean, I know I, I I should pay attention and I should be more involved in this and that, but just, um, I guess really the, the reason why I don't really, never have really uh, discussed politics and things of that nature is because I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say because it's like too divisive. Yeah, or, you can't really you speak know. on shit that you don't know. You know, it's, it's, right? Well, but that's it. Well, so that would just make you sound like a hypocrite. I, I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, everything is just so crazy. It's it's just. Like I don't understand really what is happening in the world nowadays. Like all these 
shootings and this COVID shit. And, you know, like my pops, who's 80 years old, is like, dude, I've never in my fucking life have seen anything like this. You know, and he's 80 years old. Well, and that's one of the things that I've talked, you know, because, I mean, you're a musician. Um, obviously, you play music. You go out to do gigs. You know, that's one of the things with a lot of comics I've talked to lately, whether they be on the show or not. You know, my buddy Al Goodwin was on the last one, and then I had another comedy friend of mine a couple episodes before, and they just talked about how, like, you know, comedy, gone, you know, a lot go going to see a band in a concert is gone i mean you, you just you can't do it and it's just been like what the fuck man like it's just and that's the thing um i was actually you know i i took a few years off i but i've been writing material and stuff like that i was about to get back into doing stand-up and then all of a sudden this shit happened and I'm like, right okay well i'm screwed up <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. I've wanted to, like, um, you know, start organizing a band together and start trying to get back, get, you know, get together with some people. But it's like, you know, nobody wants to, you know, be, incl- you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and, you know, we're all older. And so everybody else right. has got kids, you know, it'd be different if it was just, you know, three of us young, no kids, this, that, and whatever, but fuck around, huh? The golden years. Golden years. <laughs> golden years. I said the golden years. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, like, when you're when you're young and don't have any kids, yeah. that's the golden years, and then <laughs> you get older and have a kid or two, yeah. and then you're like, all right. So once they move yeah, right. out. <laughs> if I, by then, for me, it'd be too late. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean, it's a, it's a struggle just to get my ass uh, up out of bed at, at at 49 years old. You know? Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. You are you are 49. Well, I'm 45. Yeah, you know, so that's like, you are. You are just older. to think that. I mean, hell, 50s right around the corner. Like, you know? Yeah. Well, no. Right, but I'm I'm just saying, you know, it's like <laughs> get a calendar. You know, it's not like Come I'm on, going backwards. <laughs> it's not like next year I'm gonna be forty eight. <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah, just tell, just tell people. I mean, why not? Just tell people. I mean like, Yeah. I'm actually aging. I got what's that like that little Benjamin Button or something? <laughs> Yeah, 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 Benjamin Buttons, you're going backwards. Pretty soon, you'll yeah. be smaller and shorter. Either way, if I get younger <laughs> or I get older, that's still going to happen. <laughs> I mean, don't you shrink? Don't uh, you shrink when we get older? That's too funny. Like, what? Yeah. You, what do. am I just going to fucking end up disappearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, go okay, back and nothing. cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this like, is how it great. Is. <laughs> like I'm not sure. Enough. Yeah. 
Well, that's a thing. That's a thing. Sorry, it's my first. Uh, I do every once in a while. I feel like I saw my Christopher Walken, <laughs> so I just go, "That's a thing." But um, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I was talking about it a few episodes ago. You know, people are sitting there and they're like, "I can't wait for 2020 to be over." Why? Because you're going to flip the calendar to 2021, and because your calendar for 2020 was you know, puppies, and now the one you have is flamingos, and you think it's just going to fix everything? Like, Uh, I don't understand the mentality. I mean, yeah, it's been a, a, but I mean, (laughs) that's another inside joke. It's just crazy. I don't don't know. I mean, I, I don't see how, you know, the following year is gonna be any better if you don't if people don't make it better for themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Right. You know, I agree. It'd be nice to have this COVID shit done with. You know, but I mean, but I mean, right? Uh, right. It's it's but I mean... it's pretty much. <laughs> All right, let me all right, let me tell let me tell the story there real quick. Sorry, not to cut you off. So uh at times and I've already talked about stuff like this on the show before, so if my parents here. So there's been times where uh Worm and I, Mr. Jeremy Worm Forsyth, have um partaken <clears throat> of the green herbage and I'm trying <laughs> to tell a story. <laughs> And right in the middle of it, I'll just be like, uh, but I mean, and then I go back. To I remember the first couple of times I heard you say that, I was like, is he saying butter beans? But I mean, yeah. I mean, well, when you're dyslexic and have a little bit of ADHD, and then you add all that stuff on top, it's you know, it, 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 it tends to get away from you sometimes. I know, I know, you uh, you preaching to the choir, brother. <laughs> I know, I know. So, what are what are your um, what are your plans for the future? What do you what do you think about looking to get into? I know you're talking about getting into more music. Um, so for instance, and I'm not say, but I'm just saying like. You know, you're trying to like make make music. You're trying to, uh, you know, because I know you. You're not just a construction guy. You got to be creative. I would, I would what's, what's plans, love to get back into playing music. I would love to get back to playing gigs. Um, I just, you know, when. It's when it's right, you know. I missed out that that whole camaraderie of a band, and you know, like, but you know, there was always a a right. thing with with um, Caldera and Misguided. Like every time before a show, we'd all huddle around in in a big circle, and we'd say, "Have a good," and I'll see you on the other side. You know, right, right, and there's, sorry. yeah, no, and there's, you know, there's. I actually, it's funny you say that because there was times where I would, uh, 
you know, I'd be getting ready to go up on stage and there'd be, you know, one or two of my comedy friends sitting there and they'd be like, all right, yeah. like, all right, I'll see you on the other side. And then you go up and, and then you go up and you do 30 minutes and then you're like, come on. Yeah. And like, Phew, all right. <laughs> and you know, like, um, yeah. yeah, it's just, no, I miss you know, and, and it was, you know, surprising. Like I say, you know, when I first started playing with Corey, it was 1992. When I got done with the last band right. I was in, it was 2000. I don't know. 2015 16 2016 I think it was 16 so you know I'd say you know being in a band and playing music has has been you know the majority of my life man and you're you're you are and just so my listeners know you are a hell of a drummer I mean i I can play drums a little bit, you know. I remember one time me and the wife and the kid went to Guitar Center because he was talking about trying to play some drums, and I actually went in and got on a drum set, and, and Liz was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I, play that like, fucking wow. music, white boy. All right. But, but, <laughs> yeah. 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 I was, I was knocking them out. But, um, but nothing like you do. And, um, what well let's let's talk about this for real quick because uh I meant to ask you this earlier, but we, it's hey, it's my show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um what what got you into drums? Cause you are you are a hell of a, a good good drummer, man. Like you really are. Like I, I gave you total props on it. Um what what got you into drums? You know, when, when I don't really part? know. Like my if you were to ask my mama when she was still around, she would she'd tell you and anybody else that I was playing, maybe not a drum set, but I was banging on stuff and, right. you know, before I could walk. You know what I'm saying? And that was the one thing that she would do. So she would know where I was. She would just sit me down on the floor with a bunch of pots and pans and two wooden spoons and yeah, I'd go to town. And then, you know, <laughs> once it stopped, she'd be like, okay, he's into some shit. <laughs> that, that was always her way right. of knowing where I was, even when I got older and I started right. playing drums. She, she never cared about... What age was that? me playing drums because she knew I was in the house and I wasn't out getting into trouble. But once the drum stopped, she was like, okay, right. he's getting what into age, some what, shit. Um, what age was that you started? I think playing? when I really started taking it serious, uh, I was 16. That's when I got my first drum set because okay. I got well, actually, my mom said if I get a good report card, that she they she would buy me a drum set. So that was the only good report card I ever got because <laughs> I wanted the drum set. You know what I'm saying? And it went from there. Sure. So, like you know, right after I started playing, two years later, I was in a band. You know, that's when I met Corey. But 
Um, I kind of always been into it. It's funny um, because what really drove me to the point where I really, really wanted to play was Peter Chris from Kiss. Because, you know, growing up in the 70s, Kiss was a pretty big deal. You know what I mean? So, and I would watch him play drums and I was like, dude, I got to do that. I got to do that. Like, I got to really do that. And then what really made me change my mind and be like, I really have to do that now was Metallica. You know? And I was like, well, now I really got to. And then I, what kept me in it was Tool. Go ahead. (laughs) You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. So who, so who, uh, because we're going to wrap it up here shortly, but uh, so who, who is your favorite drummer of all time? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I'm just saying, if you had, if you had to pick one drummer, like let's say you go to a gig, you can't perform, you can have anybody in the world, alive or dead, to play drums for you, uh, and probably still your position in the band. But uh, <laughs> you, you really want to know? And I'll tell you this, and you're gonna laugh, but yeah. then you gotta think yeah. about it. Animal from the Muppets. Okay. And why do you why somebody had to have been playing those drums? I don't know who that drummer was, but somebody was playing those drums. Somebody was playing those drums. But God, who was no shit. Now you made now I gotta go look it up. All right, so listeners, look up who was actually and then uh, Buddy Rich. He's really good. There you go. And then, of course, you know, uh, uh, yeah, Danny Carey, Carter Bird. Yeah. Well, that's it, and that's a that's the thing. I mean, obviously, you know, Lars Ulrich, and I mean, I mean, whatever. You just guys that are, you know, they're playing drums and, um. From from whatever band over the course of the years, but some of the guys that I really enjoy watching, I went, I was watching the other night, not the other night, it was a couple of weeks ago, but I was watching mm-hmm. these old swing mm-hmm. bands, like swing music bands. Oh and yeah, they use them like they use them like the crossover uh, snare. Oh my god! And this one dude I watched, he was amazing. It was just like. How do you, you know, and he's just, you know, you're just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I know. Dude, there, there's one thing that. that you really have to check out. And it's a, it's a drum off between Buddy Rich and Animal. And it is the, I mean, okay. they're both kicking ass. You know what I'm saying? Animals like yelling at him and stuff, screaming back at him. Ah, the fuck was cool? It's just awesome. Man, now I gotta go look up who. All right. Yes. Well, there's your homework, listeners. Look up who actually played drums for Animal. I always, I always loved the uh, the, the, the T-shirt you had. 
you have. Yeah. Probably. But the one, well, yeah, that black t-shirt you have with animal on it. Yeah. I'm just like, like that's you. That's I've you. always wanted a tattoo of animal holding a symbol in his hand with a like a bite mark out of it. <laughs> he he was just to, yeah. to me he was just that would be you because you know back then 70s I watched the Muppet show all the time and I could not I could not wait for Animal to come on couldn't wait yeah mm-hmm. beat drum and that actually that whole band was pretty jazzy that bass player you remember the bass player oh buddy with the red hair the big long oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was bad too. Yep. Yep. They were good. Yep. They were good. Uh, yeah, did all that music. It's gonna I be black, but you do have to up. check out that drum off between those two. Animal. Right, Buddy Rich, and um, I'll see if I I'll see if I can find it on my Twitter. See if I can find it and post it on Twitter on my, which you can find me on. Uh, okay. John D comedy, J O N D comedy on Twitter or, uh, for, um, to get to the podcast page on Twitter, okay. you just type in John podcast, J O N podcast. Hey. Don't know, don't know how hey. I ended up with that, but <laughs> well, that's what, that's what Twitter gave me. So, but I'll, I'll try, I'll try to put, I'll, yeah, I'll try to put something on Twitter with that. That sounds I'll, like really be cool. Thank you Dude, for I having me, bro. I appreciate it, man. On the show. Yeah, and we'll we'll get you back here um, on the show sometime soon. Actually, hopefully, at some point in the in the not so distant future, we'll actually have you in the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studio. That would be awesome. Um, I, you know, yeah, would I, cool. I would just like to hang out with you again sometime, yeah. bro. I know. I miss you, bro. I really miss you, man. It's it's been way too long. We need we need to uh, <laughs> eat some jelly beans and. <laughs> yeah, hang out, hang out, and everything. And but no, but I really, I really appreciate you being on the show. And um, yeah, it was good to catch up with you. And you know, like I said, you're you're a character, dude. You're one of these people over the course of my life that I've known. That you know, you're a funny guy. You have a great sense of humor. Um, you know, you're a drummer. You do all this other cool stuff, and. You know, I don't think there's ever been a time that I've not laughed with you to the point of, you know, being almost in tears just because it's so it's just so fucking that. funny. Yeah, man. I, I um Yeah. So I, I appreciate it. thanks for having me on. This has been really cool. Um I, I absolutely I would love yeah, to man. do it again. It'd be even better to get up in the studio with you so we could do shots together and still. T- but I'd have to monitor myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon I probably wouldn't yes. be talking much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's uh I mean I say it's a studio. It's a I have it set up like a studio pretty decently, but it's also like a studio slash uh storage space. Like it's like somebody put a studio in a you know store your hey, shit area. Studio's there though. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. It is. It is. Yep. It is. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you for coming on the show, and uh, I love you too, man. I miss you too, bro. Brother. 
I love you, man. I miss you. All right, so that has been <laughs> episode number 26, 26 of the Johnny Podcast with got none it. other than Jeremy Worm Forsyth. All right, love you, brother. I love you, homie. I will talk right, to you later. All right, see you. Hey, everybody, how was that? Huh? Did you have fun? Just by my... There we go. Did you have fun? <laughs> that was a good time. Uh, it was so good to talk to my buddy. Talk to my buddy, Worm. Mr. Jeremy Forsyth. Uh, we hadn't... We... It's like a running joke. The flux capacitor thing. That was. That's like a running joke with us. We just... <laughs> I'm a dumbass. What can you say? So, I hope you had a good time. I hope you had a good time. So, uh, yeah, let's wrap this up. I hope you had a good turkey day, like I said before. And uh, But anyways, listener support buttons, if you want to uh, support the podcast, that'd be awesome, you know. Times aren't getting that much better, but if it comes down to me or charity, please give it to the charity. Uh Feed America, feed more. Either one, either one. They're both great charities that uh, help take care of people who are in uh, financial struggles right now and and trying to feed their families. No kid hungry. Ugh. The local, yeah. So a lot of kids are actually going to end up going back, back to virtual school, and. You know, like I always say, I know that a lot of kids when I was growing up, a lot of the a lot of kids that I knew, their best meals of the day came when they were at school. So make sure we support them, okay? Because we gotta gotta keep them going, right? So uh, no kid hungry. Also, uh, wounded warrior project. Yes, uh, very very much important. And near and dear to my heart as well. You know, our, our our brave men and women have gone to serve our country. They've come home with internal and or external uh, injuries. And they deserve our support. Uh, whether it be uh, psychiatric, whether it be physical, whether it be, you know, whatever it is that they need. They have earned it and they deserve it. So make sure you check out Wounded Warrior Project. Also... Uh, Puritan cleaners in in well where I live my area, Puritan cleaners does uh, coats for kids. Also another great uh, charity. 
So they will take either your gently used coats and then we'll clean them and take them and distribute them to children. Or you can buy a brand new coat and take it and take it to the cleaners, the pure, the, the, the business, the business, and they will take them and distribute them to a child in need. And I, you know, the one thing I would say about that is, you know what, how many people out there listening have never been standing at a bus stop, especially as a kid or just outside freezing your butt off thinking, ugh, I wish I had a better coat period. Yeah. So follow me on Twitter, John D comedy, J O N D comedy, right? Also, you can go to the Twitter page for the podcast. If you on Twitter, you could type in the whole thing, but literally all you need to do is just type in at John podcast. J-O-N podcast. That'll take you right to it. Also on Facebook, T-H-E-E-J-O-N-D podcast as well. That'll take you to it on my Facebook. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. <clears throat> Sound kind of gravelly. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with the, with me and the Worm today. That was a fun, it's a fun episode, man. I, whew, it was funny. He's a character. Like I said, I, I know the audio got a little wonky, but I don't have the million dollars. Hopefully one day I will. So, Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studio, L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D, space M-I-L-L, Arts and Crafts. Check it out on Facebook. Although I always say that if uh, somebody calls us tomorrow, it's going to be the Coors Light Arts and Crafts Studio. <laughs> I don't drink Coors Light. I mean, I will in a pinch, but you know. Just throwing it out there. All right, guys. That has been episode number 26, 26 of the Jundee Podcast with Jeremy Worm Forsyth. I've been your host, John D. Miller. I think I covered all my bases. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, guys. I got to get going. I got to go. Uh, I got to do some stuff. <clears throat> I got school duty tomorrow. Yep. 7.45 a.m. Yep. But that's the way it is. So. <laughs> All right. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be good to each other. You know. It's it's one thing to sit there and go, oh, I don't believe what you believe or whatever. But at the same time, at the end of the day, we're all just people. So. Let's always just remember that. Okay, please. All right, thanks. <clears throat> Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you soon. Episode 26 of the Jundee Podcast. I'm Jundee Miller. All right, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>